You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon for what is your Sunday edition of Locked On Browns. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, your local expert for the biggest stories, Cleveland, all things Cleveland Browns wise, for your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. Um, we're going to get to day three, Saturday night of the workouts uh, from Indy. Obviously, the D tackles, the edge, the linebackers. But the bigger news that came out of Indy Saturday night was a Mary Kay Cabot Cleveland.com report that it looks like it's not going to happen. Uh, there will be no continuance of the Joe Show Burt show continuing with the Cleveland Browns. Joe Showbert and his camp apparently had sights of a $10 million plus long-term contract. Um, speaking with people from Joe's side last evening, Browns are coming in at around a little over $8 million plus. It's a big gap. Um, when I first started working here and covering for Lockdown Browns in 2017, obviously the team wasn't very good. I had some names on the roster. I was looking forward to seeing play. Joe Schobert had an interesting career, went to Wisconsin as a walk-on, was a running back, defensive back in high school, found the weight room in Wisconsin, put on some really, really good weight, ended up playing the linebacker position, ended up playing a rush linebacker position uh, in Madison, um, similar to Zach Bond, who's in this year's draft. Joe was a, looked like a really, really good pass rusher. Um, got down to Mobile for the Senior Bowl. Um, didn't really look too good there as a pass rusher. Browns drafted him in the fourth round. <clears throat> decided they were going to try to attempt to turn him into a full-time Sam linebacker. Some things, obviously injuries, holes created. The next thing you know, Joe is your Mike linebacker here in Cleveland in the 2017 season. Joe went on to have over 100 tackles that season. Went on to the Pro Bowl. Came back in 2018. Even with some missed time, had another 100 tackle season. 2019, yes, Joe Schobert as your Mike linebacker had another 20, had another 100 tackles. Uh, we've talked about this before, Pete Smith and I. We don't believe that's even Mike linebacker is Joe's preferred position. Joe is probably a Sam linebacker, um, but he's done it well. He's been the quarterback of this defense. He's had everybody in line to do what they're supposed to do. You see how players talk about him. Mac Wilson talks about him like he's, you know, the adoring little brother and credits Joe for all the help that he's given him. Joe has been a key fixture here for over four years. Um, this franchise, you know, and people want to talk about, oh, we'll address it in free agency. This franchise hasn't been able to draw free agents. Um, so you have a guy here who loves the city, loves the franchise, Treats it as it's as though he works for one of the best franchises in the NFL, which we all know is not the truth. So for him to just want to get paid to continue to play here, which he wants to do, the word from his camp is he has zero issues wanting to stay to Cleveland. And even the $10 million range of a contract, that's probably giving somewhat of a discount to the Cleveland Browns. Because if he does hit the open market, there's going to be a team that's going to pay him more than $10 million annual, most likely. That's probably going to happen. Team's value tackles from the linebacker position, teams value coverage linebackers. There will be teams that will put to be be able to put together a better defensive line in front of him, better defensive tackle play, better uh, run-stopping defensive ends that are able to set the edge, 
or a linebacker like Joe Schobert can run free and clear and just make tackle after tackle. He's represented the city well. Does anything you ask of him charity-wise. Um, and this is, you know, obviously he's been on the show a couple times here, and I'm getting some grief for that today. I've been a fan of Joe since 2017. Obviously loved him during the 2018 season. He did not come on this show until after the 2018 season was over. He made his first appearance on the show on Valentine's Day, 2019. So it's not like, you know, I'm caping on him now. I always caped on him. And him and his family and his wife, Megan, they've been fantastic to me. Um, And there's a lot of players who we are big fans of and we speak truly well of that we do speak to. And they do appreciate the work we do. To jettison this player when you have two second-year players and nobody else at the linebacker position makes zero sense. Joe Schobert is not... He's a quarterback of your defense. He should be your one of your captains on defense in 2020. I just don't get the move. Um, yeah, I mean, you could go ahead and draft other players or you can try to sign another linebacker, but you don't know necessarily what you're getting. You know what you had in Joe Schobert. You know what you have. Pencil it in, plug and play, 100 tackles a year, effort, work ethic. Uh, you know, Is he going to go above and beyond what is asked of him as a professional athlete? Yes, you know what you have in this man. And when free agents are not flocking to Cleveland, and this year it's great. Yes, you have money again. You didn't get free agents last year. You didn't get free agents the year before. You had money then as well. Cleveland is not this high-end destination. I don't see anybody running long-term to sign with a first-time general manager and a first-time head coach. I just do not see how that's going to happen. So this is just creating a hole that does not need to be created. You already need several pieces on the defensive line. You've got to build a secondary, a safety unit. You still need a nickel cornerback. This is just the defensive side of the ball, folks. We're not getting to the fact that you need two offensive tackles. You probably need a wide receiver. You probably need a big, strong, solid blocking tight end. You have no idea where you stand with a guy like Kareem Hunt, and you need a running back, most likely, in some way, shape, or form. So creating yet another hole, hole here when free agency, it doesn't seem like you've done very well in the past. You only have seven draft choices. This is just a mistake and a hole that this team does not need right now. I understand some people do not want to pay the linebacker position. I get that. Joe is just more than a linebacker. And right now, if your plan was to trot out Joe Schobert, Sione Takitaki, and Mac Wilson as linebackers in 2020... Well, you got to pay one of them. The other two are making nothing. They're making peanuts. So, again, not a fan of this move. Everybody knows how I feel about Joe Schobert. But the way we do everything is we take the moves as they come. Good things are good. Bad things are bad. Not resigning Joe Schobert for about $10 million. Sorry, if that's going to be the case, and that's the way it's going to work out. That would fall under the bad things are bad. We're going to get some more here. Uh, linebacker workouts from last night. Defensive line workouts from last night. Rolling on through here. Locked on Browns, your host, Jeff Lloyd. Uh, a lot of folks in the apparel business in the Cleveland area. Um, Craig Zabo, you guys know how well I speak of Craig. Um, good friend of mine. We've gotten closer you know, over the years as you know, he's helped with my product. I've helped with his. Um, love the fact that I can assist a veteran. I love the fact that you know Craig's got two kids serving in the armed forces. Huge fan of the team. Huge fan of the sport. The Cleveland Browns meet a ton to him. They travel to road games. Uh, the... The shirts and the apparel is made from the heart. It's not made off of, you know, quick hashtags or buzzwords or key incidents. 
it's done with heart and it's done with effort and it's done with a passion. You're looking for Cleveland gear. Check out Zabel Apparel. <clears throat> now, like I said, the workouts for the linebacking group were last night and late night. And one thing is, it, it, these, some of these workouts have been really, really weird. And you talk with a lot of people. One of the issues has been is how to properly have these kids get nutrition. Normally, if you're working out at 9 a.m., you get up, you get that shake in you, you go do your workouts, and you're done. Here, it's a sit-around-and-wait approach all day long. What do you eat? How do you eat? How do you properly manage your body for the most important athletic testing of your life? And it's been an issue. Some guys it showed. Um, you know, So with the NFL, this has worked out great rating-wise, but it's been an issue in that regard. Uh, we'll start with Isaiah Simmons. Um, I've said from jump, Isaiah Simmons is a fantastic player. The fact that he can do a million different things is great, whether that's necessarily good or bad. If you're going to have to essentially rebuild a defense, Isaiah Simmons is a tough fit for the Cleveland Browns. All this being said, um, the numbers were off the chart. He tested like the best linebacker that ever went to the combine, ever. I don't think that shocks anybody. It's really not a shock to me. Six foot four, almost 240 pounds. He moves incredibly well. Fantastic athlete. Great, versatile football player who can do a number of things. Folks, there's not a shot in hell he is going to be available at 10 overall. So just stop with that nonsense. Um, you know, unless something really, 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 really went wrong. There is no way Isaiah Thomas, Isaiah Simmons, is going to be an option at 10 overall. Best of luck to him. My guess is number four, New York Giants, Isaiah Simmons, run around MetLife Stadium for a while to come here. Those who did work out last night and did test well, and looks like there's going to be a huge need at the position now. Jordan Brooks out of Texas Tech. Obviously, we've spoken about him a ton. He ran. We didn't get much else. It'll be great to get pro day numbers out of Jordan Brooks you know, somewhere along the line here. Otherwise, it does leave for a complete, you know, incomplete eval. You want those athletic numbers. Love the tape. Love the production. The fact that he runs 4-5, that bodes really well, but you'd like to see those numbers get figured out. We've spoke of Cal linebacker Evan Weaver on the show. Um, Evan's production is through the roof. Um, you know, I mean, he literally, I mean, you want to talk about a guy that made almost every single tackle. That's Evan Weaver out of Cal. Uh, production number of 19% as far as you know market share in the tackle. Incredible. It's off the charts. It's ludicrous. He tested pretty well. Uh, short area quickness. Um, burst. I, I didn't think he was going to test this well. Um, he definitely becomes a target. Do uh, I still think he's maybe a best fit as an inside linebacker in a 3-4 scheme. Um, not positively sold just yet on as a 4-3 Mike. Um, but fantastic effort from Evan Weaver. Question is going to be, did he, you know, where is he going to be available now? Obviously probably jumped up a little bit because I'm assuming everybody thought, you know, the athleticism was not going to be there. But Evan Weaver out of a cow, fantastic effort uh, athletically, which was great because, you know, the numbers and the tape are fantastic and you like it to see it all come together. And especially when somebody, there's questions on the athleticism, um, he go ahead and, head and squash those last evening. Uh, Davion Taylor out of Colorado. Uh, when your build is going to be one of the best testers at the position, you better be. And luckily for Davion Taylor, he was. Production was good out of Colorado. Um, I think maybe you're seeing more of a will linebacker here, more coverage-oriented. Um, you know, obviously, 
from you know outside the DN to the sideline. He should have that acceleration and that closing speed to be able to do some damage out there. Good job from him. Good effort. I still think he's probably going to end up as a day three player. Logan Wilson out of Wyoming. Similar player. Um, really good athlete. Runs pretty well. Smart. Really good in coverage. Um, you saw that down in Mobile with the senior bowl. You saw that in his days at Wyoming. These guys are invaluable. Um, might not necessarily be a first down linebacker as a rookie, but certainly could be a third down linebacker early on. You know, just chasing running backs, chasing tight ends, you know, trying to break things up in that respect. Um, we've talked about the LSU running backs. Uh, Pat, I mean, the LSU linebackers. Patrick Queen, um, you know, everybody's darling now, I guess, over the last month of the regular season. He kind of just, you know, everybody just kind of bought in. Production still wasn't that of his teammate, who I'm going to focus here, Jacob Phillips out of LSU. Jacob tested really well. Uh, I've talked about him. He was the more productive linebacker at LSU up until about December. He was probably the better linebacker at LSU. Over his career, had the better production. Put together some great workouts last night. His jumps were excellent. Um, mix that with the tape from LSU. You get a guy like him, you're talking maybe round four here. Obviously, we can't talk about round five. Currently, Browns do not have a selection there. Jacob Phillips um, you know, could be somebody you're going to bring in here to assist in that nature going further for my Buckeye fans. Uh, Malik Harrison, uh, yes, I was impressed. I thought he tested better athletically than I thought he was going to. Um, no stranger, obviously, to the big games, to the long schedules in his days at Columbus. Malik Harrison certainly did himself some favors last evening. Um, you're going to want to see him more you know, it, difficult with the defense he was with at Ohio State. Obviously, so many great players following around. Usually, the cream does rise to the top in that instance. Production, not as good as you'd like, but put together a nice athletic showing last evening. So, Malik Harrison, Ohio State, you know, certainly could be a possibility. Mississippi State linebacker Willie Gay Jr. Um, and it's a shame because uh, Isaiah Simmons came in as the headliner. But, you know, Willie Gay came in and, I mean, just did his thing, man. And any other year, any other linebacking class, you know, a lot of people would be saying, wow, Willie Gay to Mississippi State, what a night. The tape, um, you know, still things raw, I'd say. Still things to be worked on. Um, but, you know, people are going to gamble on plus athleticism. And that's where Willie Gay did himself a favor last evening. Jumps, ridiculous. 4 4 three, 40. Outstanding effort from the young man out of the SEC in Mississippi State. Um, probably going to rise. Um, I don't know where the Browns are going to prioritize linebacker in these selections. Obviously, it's one. I mean, obviously, 10, 41, 74, 90, 105. Unless you're able to sign some sort of quality free agent, one of those five picks in those first 105 is most likely going to have to be a linebacker. We're going to move it on over here to the uh, defensive line edge and the tackles as we continue to roll on through Locked On Browns with your host, Jeff Lloyd. Uh, anybody, you guys, you know, Google Home, if that's become new in your house, um, you know, similar, obviously, you know, to, uh, you know, Alexa and all that stuff, and go to your Google Home, say, play us the latest Cleveland Browns news. You'll get me in some shorter segments, straight factual stuff, some shorter ones, one minute, some ones closer to five minutes. Go ahead, check out your Google Home and ask them to play you the latest Cleveland Browns news. Of the defensive linemen last night, I thought it was the interior guys that showed out pretty well. And there is some confusion to this. There's no doubt with that. There is some confusion to this. Um, you know, Derek Brown Jr., obviously, you know, some things really looked well. And then there was that three cone, which was pedestrian. 
Um, you know, I'm sure there's some guys on their couch who are probably going to put up the same number. Uh, Derek Brown is a guy who goes north and south. He doesn't need to go east and west. He doesn't need to zigzag. He's going to bull through your center or bull through your guard, and he's going to blow crap up in the backfield. So as far as the number there in the three cone, I'm not too concerned about it. Derek, Brown, Derek Brown's a man-child. Uh, Ross Blacklock, this is one of these defensive tackles in the 295 range. Ran really, really well. Impressive player at a TCU. Uh, this guy, I think they're going to have interest in. This defense is going to you know, enjoy those Sheldon Richardson, Larry Ogunjobi defensive tackles, guys that are not completely over-heavy. And Larry Ogunjobi, it's going to be interesting for here because it's going to be time where the rubber's going to meet the road here because as Larry Ogunjobi's gotten slimmer, his production has kind of dissipated. So it's going to be interesting how things work out with Larry Ogunjobi going further. Raquan Davis out of Alabama. Testing was okay. I'm still not a huge fan. Uh, Jordan Elliott out of Missouri. Still like uh, Neville Galmore with a fantastic 40 last night. I love his first step. I uh, love the power in his hands. He's a player, obviously, you're going to have to uh, you know, keep your eyes on. But that, um, we didn't obviously get to see from Javon Kinlaw, you know, a player that I've liked, obviously. But I, I'm not sure how he's going to fit in here. And I'm not sure they're going to draft defensive tackle that high. Justin Matabique, still an interesting player. Laurel Murchison out of North Carolina State. Pete and I spent a lot of talk, time talking about him. The testing numbers were pretty darn good. Um, also, Jason Strobridge out of North Carolina. One of the reasons I still like Jason is a guy he can play inside and outside. Very similar to Lynch out of Baylor in that regard. So something you're going to look forward to. Uh, we'll get to the edges. And this was, I mean, disappointing. Obviously, there was no reason for Chase Young to work out. There's no reason for Chase Young to ever work out. Uh, Bradley and I, I'm still in on Bradley and I. Uh, it should be a question of where you're going to get him if you're going to talk third round. Maybe something I'm certainly, uh, you know, entertaining. Uh, you know, Kendall Coleman, obviously still another interesting name in that regard. Or two, didn't have a bad night. AJ Espenza. Um, AJ Espenza right now looks like the ultimate tweener. His game is more suited for the interior. He doesn't carry that kind of weight. His athletic numbers as an edge guy didn't match up. It, it, tough. Tough night for AJ Espenza. Obviously, he's going to have a um, you know pro day to try and rectify this, but these numbers were pretty rough. Um, so it's it's going to take it's going to take a lot for him to essentially rewrite you know the work that went down last evening. Jonathan Grenard out of Florida. You know I hate to push a Gator, but not a bad night for Jonathan Grenard. So you know good for him in that respect. Um, Alex Highsmith is a guy you know we've I mean, spent a lot of time on uh, Stephen Thomas. Um, Pete Smith, you know, me, any one of us, we spoke really well out of the young man out of Charlotte. Great night, really great night. Um, he may get a benefit here of this not being a great edge class, so there's going to be an advantage here for him to climb a bit, and uh, I think it's deservingly so. Um, he's had a nice, you know, uh, you know, obviously had a nice offseason to this point, and obviously put it together with Combine. Really, really good, you know, for a kid like that. You're, you're happy to see it. There's no doubt about it. Alton Robinson out of Syracuse. This is still a guy I'm very, very interested in. And I think he's going to be early day three. Gets after it. Quick first step. He's got some agility to his game. I'm really interested in the player. Um, you know, 20-yard shuttle was really good. He ran really well. This is a guy you're looking for. Um, these are what you're looking for is developmental pass rushers. Somewhere you get in day three. Um, you know, one more here. Uh, the kid out of North Dakota State, Derek Tuzaka. Uh, I mean, phew, tested through the roof. 
impressive, impressive day from him. Uh, obviously, you're going to want to get some hands on the film. You're going to have to get somebody out there in North Dakota State and you know, get more into the pro day, perhaps even a private workout, but an interesting, interesting player. But on a whole, it was you know a little bit of a disappointment. I mean, the linebackers last night were the show. The defensive lineman, and it's tough here for Cleveland because you're going to need some assistance there. How are you going to address this? Um, even you know if you keep Olivia Vernon around, you're still going to want to start grooming somebody for the post-Olivier Vernon era when you're going to be paying a boatload of money to Miles Garrett. I'd say Alex, you know, I'd say Alex Highsmith, Alton Robinson are guys you're looking for there. If you can get a defensive tackle, whether it's 41, whether it's 74, whether it's 90, it's something you're going to have to do. You got to get another guy in here. Uh, as far as that position, if you can't get anybody in free agency, a lot of work to be done. One last day of the combine to go. The defensive backs, we'll get to that in a bit here. Thanks, everybody. Make sure you check out day one, tight ends, wide receivers, and quarterbacks, day two. Sean obviously joined us from uh, you know, Browns Digest. We talked to tackles and the running backs. Your day three wrap-up. Make sure you check out those Google hits, iTunes, ratings, reviews. I appreciate them, guys. Always keep them coming from me. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.